from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, the gimmick table, always bringing the heat, here they are, the Brothers of the D. Welcome back to the gimmick table, I'm Big Ben, I'm the Dan Brewer, we are the Brothers of the D, and this is episode number three. So we're going to bring the heat this week. We're going to preview the Elimination Chamber and the latest breaking news from All Elite Wrestling. First up, we're going to talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Vincent Kennedy McMahon made his appearance and moved Becky Lynch out of the WrestleMania main event with Ronda Rousey and put Charlotte Flair in after... Becky did what Triple H and Stephanie said to do. She went and seen her own doctor, got evaluated. They were happy with that. And then they wanted an apology. And then Becky molded over all night long on Raw. And then finally got in the ring with Triple H and Stephanie. And I don't think it was quite an apology, but they accepted it and said, welcome to WrestleMania. And then Vince said. And then we heard the music. No chance in hell. And then Vince broke the hearts of all of WWE Universe. And, of course, Becky Lynch was obviously pissed off. But I think somebody else standing in the ring with her, which got in the ring with her, was Ronda Rousey. And Ronda was kind of pissed off when uh, Vince announced it was Charlotte. I thought Ronda was... (laughs) Not too. Ronda was not too happy uh, about well, the change. Well, Vince's call. He called Ronda out too in the ring. Um, I know from what the words are around the dirt sheets is Vince has been a little kind of upset with her because she's letting the booing get into her head. Well, very much so. Um, so I see putting Charlotte in this match to make her the heel. You know, and and like I said the last episode. Like I said the last episode, um, what she's been for the women's division for so long, you, you know, you, if you're going to main event with the ladies, you, Charlotte's got to be there. You got to hang with you. Yeah. And, but, and also I noticed Rhonda lately, and right, the booing is getting to her. And it's also she's screwing up promos left and right. And you've, and, and I know Bailey saved her one week, a couple times, a couple weeks ago. When they had that impromptu, when Ronda had her open challenge, ba- Bailey had to come out and save that whole situation. And they can't turn her heel yet. It's not time for Ronda to be a heel. But Ronda's definitely, it's getting to her because the fans are starting, the fans are turning on her. And the fans are not buying her as a face no more. And well, it's because Becky's so over. Everyone loves the man. Right. And <laughs> Vince, you're not the man, I'm the man. <laughs> Typical Vince Vince McMahon uh, trying to steal the spotlight. So then, Vince said, you're suspended for 60 days. And we're thinking, oh, okay, 60 days. She'll be back for WrestleMania. No, oh, that puts you a week after week, WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. So somehow, someway, Becky Lynch will be in New York City at MetLife Stadium. Somewhere, somehow, she somehow I think she'll probably, as they always do, she'll buy a ticket. She'll be a ticket buyer and somehow um, – just by her, those I, I don't know. I think maybe some just by visibly she being there s- distracts somebody. I, I I feel that Ronda Rousey will drop the title at WrestleMania. That's just me. Well, I have a, a a different take on 
how they're going to work Becky back into it. I'll tell you how I think WWE is going to do it. And I'll tell you how I think in a big scheme of the women's division moving forward, how it should be done. Um, I think they're going to have Charlotte and Becky fight at Fastlane. Becky wins. She's added back to the match. Which I don't like that idea because now you're taking the two women who are going to be carrying that main event and having them wrestle three weeks out. Just like a TLC when they put the belt when they put the belt on Asuka. Now that's just SmackDown Women's Title is just obsolete now. Right now, you added that third to it, and it just didn't work. You know, it worked for the storyline, I guess, but it just seemingly just didn't work when you're not putting your top two stars. In the ring. Well, speaking of Asuka, she hasn't been on TV since the Rumble, since she made Becky tap out. Um, They have no discussion or talk of the SmackDown Women's title on SmackDown since the Rumble, since Becky lost to Asuka at the Rumble. And the talk now of getting rid of the women's split divisions and making it one division and having them... Russell between Raw and SmackDown to help build the tag team title because it's going to be hard if Sasha and Bailey win the tag titles to have a feud with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville when they're on different shows and they can only build that storyline on Tuesday. I, I I do believe that's what they got to do. They can't split the women's division. So you if can't they split are opening brands. up the women's division across both brands, do they need two women's titles? No, no. So this is the way I think it should be booked to get Becky back into the main event. At Fastlane, you have Becky versus Asuka. The winner of the match goes into WrestleMania in a unification match, triple threat for the title. Becky wins at Fastlane. I mean, yeah, WCW's pulled that before where they've Beats Asuka. She becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion. Ronda and Becky put the titles on the line in the match with Charlotte, and it's not only is it the three biggest stars of the women's division right now, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair, main eventing, but Vince likes to make things big. It's a unification match. To unify the, the winner of that match will be the unified women's champion. Becky walks out of Mania the women's champion, she goes over on Charlotte. Charlotte can take the heat of losing and it not affect her. The talk about Ronda's second and third year of her contract being more of a Brock Lesnar-type contract, you don't want her to lose. So when she comes back and makes her appearances, like Brock, it's a big attraction. If you have her lose, six months later she comes back and they say, oh, well, last time you were here, I you know, I made you tap out. It doesn't go over star power when you need Ronda to come back. So I think they unify the titles at WrestleMania. Becky goes over on Charlotte. Ronda can go away to do her part-time schedule, which is supposedly built into that contract, according to Wrestling Observer. And... Becky is the unified champion. Then, at the Women's Battle Royal at Mania, you can have Asuka win. Who's your number one contender? 
Asuka wins the Battle Royal, becomes number one contender, you have the rubber match between Asuka and Becky because Becky lost at Rumble, Asuka loses at Fastlane, Becky-Asuka rubber match for the Unified Women's title. I'm in agreement about the Unified, unified unify them and make the women's division the only division that crosses both, if you want to talk both brands, they both perform on Raw and SmackDown. And and by all means, if you're going to unify this belt, change the freaking belt. This blase, boring, with the WWE logo on it is just boring. Have you seen, Ben, the women's tag team belts? Those are great-looking belts. Great-looking belts. The unified belt looks similar to the women's tag team titles? That's something to that effect with that lo- that type of design they have on the front plate that's great I, as soon as i saw them I'm like they're gonna make that generic bland blah maybe blah, a little blah. bit more color because it is kind of light maybe you make the the women's unified towel have a, some black or something on it or to, to make or that if you still want pop. to have the or do red and blue some way on that belt to where it's both if you still want to do have both with a little red little black on it or a little red and blue together the raw, raw red and the smackdown blue Make it together, but by far means change that blase, boring freaking belt. If we're changing belts, can we change the strap of the cruiserweight belt from purple? Why can we change that? I never understood that. I never understood when you decide to rebrand the cruiserweight division, you're going to slap it as the purple. I understand the you 205 logo is, is part purple, but really that belt, that strap is ugly. No. I don't. I don't get what I mean. Before you would change, they would back in the heyday. You would change this, the the belts by who has the belt. You had the smoking skull belt for Steve Austin. You had the you had the Brahma Bull for the Rock, and you would change different color straps. I remember the first time that WWE would change color the actual strap on it. I remember it was the Ultimate Warrior. They, Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Belt. They changed that strap, and then when he won the world title, when he won the WWE title from Hulk Hogan, he was. They were constantly changing strap colors. There he seemed to have a different strap for every each, time. For each Pink, new green, orange, something. he had everything that matched. But his, now it's uh, like ring attire. Lately, the last few years, the WWE has just got blase, boring with their top belts. I like the hemp belt. <laughs> I really do. Daniel Bryan. It's belt different. Is nice. It's different, but it still has that boring. That oh, boring, I like it. Uh, I like I know, it. I mean, it's got the WWE logo, but it's just so boring. But yeah, it is different. It's it's totally different. It's a different play on that boring belt, which makes it just a a tad bit, a little bit more exciting. But yeah, the women's division, you, it's definitely you can't have them separate. If they book it right, this is going to be the hottest women's division in all of in all of pro wrestling. Yeah, it, it's going to be. You got to do it right. Um, but as you can the have WWE strong, creative, yeah, WWE creative, how it is, I don't know. You can have a strong tag team division, and, a and strong, you can have a, having two belts, a unified women's championship belt and the tag belt. You can have a strong women's division. You can have a strong mid card division and a strong main event. You can division. You can. That. It's just all about how this creative team. It's currently in place is going to play this out because the women's division, as we've said on previous episodes, 
This has been carrying the WWE for the last six to eight months. Longer than that year. Okay, let's go year. And you got to play this out right in order to make this. When your top belt on your A show, and I say A in quotation marks with Raw, we see it every six months defended. Right. The champion's absent. Yeah. No, trust me. If I was Brock Lesnar and I could work that deal and I could make that money per appearance, I'm doing it too. But don't put a strap on him, WWE. Don't put a strap, don't on, put him. A strap on him. Put him in championship matches. Have him lose or have him win one at, at one pay-per-view and lose it at the next one. But don't keep it on him for freaking 360-something days or th- over 365 days a year, that one stretch he did. But when you do take it off of him, make it exciting and let Finn Balor as the demon beat him. Something like that. Don't let, okay, we're going to let, no offense, he's not around right now. Let's let Roman Reigns beat him or let's let Braun Strowman beat him. Make it interesting. That top title, whoever is going to be champion of Raw and Universal Champion has to have longevity. When Kevin Owens had the belt, whether you liked him or not with his character, that gave that belt longevity. And then he had a job out to Goldberg, who then jobbed out to Brock Lesnar the next month. And then Brock Lesnar had it. And then Brock Lesnar's had it ever since, and we never see it. Never see it because he's always still back at home and makes his appearance once every month on a Raw and then a pay-per-view and then have a subpar match that's been dwelled to a mid-card where the universal title on your A show is now a mid-card on a pay-per-view. Come on. That's not Brock Lesnar is not the right guy to be your number one guy on your A show, quote unquote, your A show being raw and be mid carded on a pay per view. And that's what it has been for over since he got it back after he it's been over a year now when he got it back from Goldberg. I think it's been a couple of years. Yeah, since he got when he they won the whole, last year at Mania when everybody thought he was losing. Right. So um yeah, you just but, you know, it's all about the, what the creative team is going to do moving forward. There's a, still, to me, there's a lot of question marks even going in to, we'll talk about it on the next previous episodes, moving on to after Elimination Chamber, which is tomorrow, um, February 17th, moving forward to Fastlane and then into Mania, what is going to happen in the next three to four weeks leading into WrestleMania. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I hope they have some kind of uh, thought processes I'm having, especially for the women's division. I really don't know what they're going to do when it comes to the men's division right now. It, yeah, it's, it's definitely everything's up in the air. It's it's brutal right now. It's like you know you got Seth Rollins who's you know very cryptic on his message on last week's Raw on about future plans and the future and he kept repeating that and and didn't want to point to the sign and in uh, the WrestleMania sign and when you got the top guy which we now have probably learned that Seth is banged up is banged up and he needs time to heal Seth has a back injury and Seth knows because he's missed two manias with injuries he doesn't take it for granted that he's wrestling Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Which he should be put the strap needs to be on but him. But he can't take that for granted. No. So if he- I personally think, and I could be wrong because I'm wrong a lot, 
I don't know if I buy Dean Ambrose is leaving. See, I don't know. Maybe he takes a little, some time off, and then all of a sudden I he comes think back. Dean Ambrose might be the one that to carry that universal title, not Seth Rollins. Maybe, maybe it's uh, you know Dean. This heel Dean Ambrose is better than the Bane gas mask heel Dean Ambrose. Yes, the one where he hates everybody. Yeah, this is perfect for him. But if he is leaving, I wouldn't mind seeing a uh, Dean Ambrose Cody Rhodes match at double for no, uh, double or nothing. Which we'll get into that later uh, as we're pregnant. Let's do the preview of Elimination Chamber. Let's go through the card for Elimination Chamber. Well, I guess we're going to start off with the probably Let's start with the best the match, main the, event. Let's start off the with the main event, match. the women's tag team title Elimination Chamber. So, so we got Nia Jax, Tamina. We have Riot Squad. Which is Sarah Logan and Liv, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. We got Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville who will be in first. Due Sasha to them losing Bailey that, is who in, were in first. first. They both they lost, lost their matches on Raw and SmackDown. Right. The Iconics and Naomi and Carmella. What now, do you think? Uh, you know, well, you know, now you got these question marks. These rumors swirling that Sasha's injured. She got in, injured, and Bailey had to. That's two weeks in a row that Bailey's had to bail the team out, and uh, that Sasha's injured. Um, to me, I see. I would like to see, um, just going through, I think, Naomi and Carmella, you know, really, it's a makeshift. It's a makeshift. That's probably the one on here. It's a makeshift tag team. You had to throw somebody together. And is Naomi trying to get out the door? We'll talk about that later. Then you got the Iconics. I just don't see them as you know, not yet. Maybe <sighs> challenging. Maybe a number one contender. Maybe have a little run, but I don't see them with the belts I hope on. they don't put the belts on the Iconics, but I can see if they do, the Iconics wouldn't get in the match at SmackDown. So if they can't get into the match, they can't get pinned, so they're not going to be first in. Right. Uh, Billy Kay not wanting to get into the Rumble until Peyton Royce came out. I mean, they're, they are pushing the Iconics. They're pushing the Iconics, but the way that is, like I said, that's something to me that's a working up storyline. To maybe be number be a number one contender and be in a champ be in the championship match later on down the road, but right now I think to be your number your first out of the gate top. Well, do your, I think they're gonna win? No. no. Would I be surprised if they did? Absolutely not. No. Uh, then you know, you're gonna move into what I call you're not your makeshift. Well, more of your true tag teams. You got Sasha and Bailey, which. Nobody said it's not rumored. It's in. It's being thrown out there. Sasha's injured. Bailey's been bringing them out. We don't know if they're trying to pull them apart or if it's just the in the storyline that Sasha's hurt and Bailey's coming to her. I don't know. I don't know. I and then you got Mandy and Sonya who are not a make. They they're a tag team. They've been together for a while. They came up through NXT together. Then fire and desire. Yes, and then you got the Riot Squad and. My opinion, I believe I would like to see it. I would like to see the Riot Squad come out of this chamber as the tag team titles because you can do so much with them creatively, in my opinion, because you can still, um, you can still, there's three members of the Riot Squad. You can always use the Freebird rule, which has been used by the New Day. Um, that could work as well. But then you also, you can't deny Naya and Tamina. You can't. You can't deny that. To me, that, to me, to me, you could do Riot Squad and Naya and Tamina as your next, your 
your next on Fastlane. It could be your next tag team, whoever you want. Out of, I, to me, that's them two. That that's my top two right there. Is Nyan Tamina and Riot Squad. I would like to see Riot Squad come out of the Elimination Chamber as the champions. But if they went to that and put it on Nia, and to me, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But before you give your final selection, I'll ask you in a minute. I agree, Naomi and Carmella. They needed a six team. That's that. That was a mixture, and they are the top two women's wrestlers who are established, not coming back from an injury. Um, that could they could put together for that spot. Like I said, I don't think the Iconics are going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to them. They're really show, pushing Sasha and Bailey. The whole S- Sasha's hurt. Bailey's, Bailey's yes. taking it all. You know, it's the underdog story. Sasha and Bailey came out from the beginning before they was tag team titles, saying that oh, we want to be women's tag team champions. Um, love Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I think Sonya Deville might be the best pound for pound athlete in the women's division, but I don't see them winning. I don't see putting it on Nia and Tamina because as big as they are and as tough as they are, that would be like putting the belt on Braun and having them fight 205 Live guys all week. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I think the best workers in the women's division, bar none, is the Riot Squad. And if you're going to build a foundation for an entire new division, a tag team women's division – to me, it makes sense. My pick is going to be Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, the Riot Squad. My pick also is the Riot Squad. But I also throw in a wild card that could probably can sneak up and steal this whole daggum thing. It probably could be the Sasha Bailey, the Boston Hood connection. But my ultimate pick is the Riot Squad. They're just so versatile. They're so they're so good and they've been trained they're very just well. in sync together you can they're dirt yeah exactly and they said it monday night when both Liv morgan and sarah logan both fought ronda rousey in her temper tantrum as i called it and then ruby riot was going to go in and defend her girls her friends which what did and they are a true central group they're a group they're a tag team they're a a cohesive unit they travel together outside they're a cohesive unit and you can it protects it portrays and you can see that in the ring and then ruby stepping up gonna step up to ronda rousey and was gonna fight her that night in raw and then said whoa i'm gonna step back take care of my girls because they both are got put in the submission hold and and uh, but we'll get to more of uh ruby later uh shortly here but my pick is the Riot Squad. It's the most versatile. So we're forward. one for one together. We're one for one on uh, predictions on well, what we would like to see if we were running creative in the yes. WWE. Because by God, in our opinion, in my opinion, we probably could do a hell of a lot better than what we're seeing right now on WWE. Do you want to go into the World Title Chamber? Let's go to that one because that's a big, big question mark for me. Um. On that one, let's go through it. Preview, who, who we got in that one? We got the champion, Daniel Bryan. We've got Samoa Joe. We've got Jeff Hardy. We have AJ Styles. Kofi Kingston, who replaced Mustafa Ali. He was in that gauntlet match for over an hour. I think they should have had Kofi Kingston beat AJ Styles. Randy Orton come running out, give him the RKO, one, two, three, it would have been over. Randy Orton is the last one in. He won the gauntlet match. And then you got Randy Orton. What's your take on this on this one? 
ultimately, I think, um, I think. Well, don't give your final answer yet. Let's just hear. Okay, what you let's think. break it. Let's me, let me break it down. Let me break it down. Um, Samoa Joe, and not I'm not a big fan of Samoa Joe. Never have, never will be. Jeff Hardy, I'm always a big fan of Jeff Hardy. AJ Styles, to me, right now, lately, been there, done that. Uh, let's move on from that. Now, Kofi Kingston. Let's come to Kofi Kingston. Well, no, let me let me touch on Randy before I get to Kofi. Randy Orton is Randy Orton. Been there, done that. I I don't see him coming out. But let me talk about Kofi Kingston. To me, what he did, what they did on SmackDown with Kofi and did the back and forth. Is it going to be Xavier? Is it going to be Big E? And then it was Kofi. I think to me what Kofi did in that gauntlet match I thought he should have won the gauntlet match and be the last one in. To me, I think that sets up Kofi's exit for the New Day. They're pushing him. That was a push, a major push, to put him in a... Granted, Mustafa Ali, he's legitimately has an injury. He wasn't medically cleared. That's why he's not in it anymore. Uh, he was injured the week before. Am I right? Was he week before um, or was it no. a live event? Sunday at the live event, he, he got a concussion. Okay, that's what it was. I remember if it was a week ago or a live event. But to me, I think that's that they pushed Kofi hot and heavy. I don't know if they scrambled. They might have scrambled because to me, this they might have scrambled. But, you know, to me, Kofi proved that he can step back in that singles world and probably on SmackDown can be in this title picture and he proved himself i mean kofi has proved himself since he's been in the wwe for what 11 years now um i just think this might be to me new day is he they're a crowd favorite they they're a cloud preaser but i think all good things sometimes come to an end and i think new day's run is coming to an end here shortly and i think this made Kofi step out but ultimately my prediction I'm gonna make it right now I still believe some way somehow Daniel Bryan walks out of the elimination chamber as champion and I still somehow some way I don't know how it's gonna be Rowan is gonna be a factor in this match some way somehow his newfound intellectual partner (laughs) Rowan but that's my ultimate is I'm st- I'm still uncertain. I don't know how this match is going to play out until we actually see this match. But I feel Daniel Bryan with this new found now that all the details of his fresh new deal is coming out. It's surfacing everywhere on every uh, talking about his new deal that he has with the WWE that he signed late last year. Then I do right now coming out of Elimination Chamber, Daniel Bryan will come out as champion. So. Randy Orton coming in last in the in the and winning the gauntlet match doesn't surprise me. Randy Orton's going to take as little bumps as possible. He's years and years. He's on a part time schedule. Yes, he's there because they needed a big name in that match. That's the only reason why he's there. So Randy Orton's going to spend the least amount of time in the match. Randy Orton won't favor in the decision. He won't be pinned. Um, nope. Randy Orton, I do not believe is going to win. 
Um, Samoa Shocking Joe. Shocking if he did. Shocking if he did. Yeah. They, they did that when he beat Bray. Remember he beat Bray and then they fought at Mania a couple years ago after Bray won. It just – I don't think Randy Orton's going to win. Um, Randy Orton's had his time in the WWE. We go to Samoa Joe. I like Samoa Joe. I think the problem with Samoa Joe is they pushed him too hard too quick. So he's kind of like, oh, it's Samoa Joe. They shoved it down the WWE's yeah. universe. They shoved Samoa Joe down WWE's universe's throat, and the WWE universe wants to throw him out. I mean, he had some of his best work he did on the mic in the ring with AJ when they had that feud when he'd go to the yes. oh, win. I'm not a big Samoa Joe fan. Never have, never will be. He did do some good mic work with the, his little run with AJ Styles. To me, I think Samoa Joe's best – WWE work NXT when he was in NXT and Jeff Hardy is love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy he's not gonna win he also like Randy Orton is on a reduced schedule um, he, we know he's got a lot of injuries he's not going to come out of this thing champion another one AJ Styles he is now gonna be on a reduced schedule is, is what it looks like more of a Randy Orton type schedule where he's going to do um, TV and pay-per-views. Well, I mean, he had his almost over-year run with this title. And, uh, you know, he was wrestling in a chance. Every pay-per-view, every live event, he would, for a solid year, he was – but in that, it, it takes its toll. It takes your toll on your body at some point, especially when you've been doing it for a long time. At the t- top peak as he's been doing it, you know, it's time to shut down at the part-time level. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Um, Total Bellas, the most recent episode. Apparently, that's when it came out. He told Bree that he signed a new three-year deal with the WWE in September, uh, which hadn't come out. It was kind of surprising when he was supposedly done in Survival Series and he was still there. He was supposed to be done at the end of the year and he was still there. And then they put the title on him. They changed the title. He's got this new, the new Daniel Bryan. The environmental champion. Now it comes out, makes sense. He's he's there for three years um, that he is champion. Kofi Kingston. Whenever WWE needs something, needs somebody to step in, they call Kofi Kingston. And that's exactly what he's doing. Just like the Riot Squad, I said they might be the best workers in the women's division. I don't think there's anyone pound for pound a better worker in the WWE than Kofi Kingston right now. He reminds me of Christian. Christian was probably the best worker in WWE, but was never a star. Kofi's never been a star. And we all know Vince's take on Christian. He never liked Christian, but... What I mean by a star is Kofi's not a main event person. No. Christian was never a main event person. He got his little run. He got his run. I... I'm a big Christian fan. I love Edge and Christian. He got his run, I believe, because Edge had to retire early. But there was a was it a Money in the Bank match a couple years ago where New Day had the last spot and they did the whole oh who's going to be yes. in it and it was Kofi. Yeah. When it was all the clues were pointing to oh they're going to start pushing Big E. B- big E's the one getting pushed, and then oh it was Kofi. So whenever they need anything, Kofi's the guy. 
you you need me to go an hour in a gauntlet match, we're going to put Kofi And I think there. WWE needs that guy right now. And Kofi fits that bill. That's why I think Kofi might not be with the New Day. I think New Day continues on with Big E and Xavier, but I think Kofi, they need that guy right now because so many of their top stars are out. Roman's out. We don't know when he'll be back. It's undetermined. Seth Rollins right now is on the on the healing. He's on bumps and bruises, and he's resting up for Mania. But all your top guys are either they're out or they're hurt or they're on a part-time basis. You need a guy to step up to be a fill-in, or you need to have an exciting – you may put a Kofi Kingston. You may put a strap on him. You may put him a United States title on him. You may do something like that, but you need a go-to guy right now, and that's what's screaming right now with this roster. You need a go-to guy, and it seems to be Kofi's fitting that bill right now. I love Kofi Kingston. I'm not surprised. They needed somebody. They called out to Kofi. I would have rather seen them start to, like they were doing with Mustafa Ali, build one of the future – stars i would have rather have seen for that standpoint long term this spot went to andrade because i think andrade is going to be the future of the smackdown division but i love kofi i don't think that new day will break up i think this shows that they can push them on their own but keep them as a team because they are entertaining whenever they need oh they need somebody to host something it's the new day yeah um Xavier Woods and Big E were there cheering them on, but... I liked how Big E was in the locker room when they were trying to decide, and he was, uh, which was pretty cool, was a knockout to the Toledo Walleye um, uh, East Coast Hockey League uh, team. He had the helmet on, and he had the jersey on, which was kind of cool with a hockey stick. It was kind of cool. That was a little shout-out to Toledo the last week on SmackDown, but... Um, yeah, it's they need a fill-in guy, and Kofi's fitting the bill, which I would like to do, is your, in, like you said, I would like for them to promote future, but, you know, WWE always goes to where they need to go, a trusted person that's been around for a while and they could trust to, to f- do the fill-in and be the guy to step up. And with that being said, a trusted guy, I think there's nobody more trusted in the WWE right now than Daniel Bryan. With the McMahons, I think Daniel Bryan retains. I don't think they come out with a altered belt for him to have it a month and then drop it. I think Daniel Bryan will be that champion long term. We'll see that belt going forward. Daniel Bryan retains. I just hope it can. If, I, I agree, Daniel. Like I said, Daniel Bryan will come out champion, but I just hope that they can continue on with some type of storyline with this belt and see this belt. On pay-per-views and and because uh, right now he's even still uncertain what who's his opponent going to be at Mania, so we're gonna it's gonna play out the next four weeks. Um, but let's hopefully uh, they can get it right and get it going. Uh, let's next up on the card is the cruiserweight championship match between Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Um. Buddy I don't Murphy. think there's much to say in this. Buddy Murphy. I don't, I don't know. There's nobody better right now in the cruiserweight division than Buddy Murphy. I don't know. I mean, To me, Buddy Murphy retains. If, yeah, Buddy Murphy. Straight and simple. There's, that's all I can say. Is there say. anything else that need to be discussed? Nothing said. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Straight up. Buddy Murphy. So right now we're in agreement. It's three for three. I'm Buddy just... Murphy. All right. Intercontinental handicap match for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Champion Bobby Lashley and his and hype his man. hype man 
Lilo Rush, or I say The Mouth, versus Finn Balor. In a handicap match. In a handicap match. I would like to see... uh, I'm not a Bobby Lashley fan. I liked him... I liked him somewhat in his run with Impact when he was, and they built him up as, you know, that little thing he had going there. With the beatdown clan? With the beatdown and all that stuff. That was good. But his return to WWE has been shaky at best. Yeah, we all know he's not good on the mic. Let's put somebody with him that's great on the mic. Lilo Rush is great on the mic, but he also gets annoying (laughs) sometimes. Um, this match with the stipulation is Bobby Lashley could lose this title without being pinned. Lilo Rush could get pinned. Um, I would like to see Finn Balor win this match. I wouldn't mind Finn Balor pinning Lilo Rush and maybe continue this on to the next pay-per-view. Um, this continue this on to the next pay-per-view and Bobby Lashley, you know, could, you could say, well, I didn't get pinned. I, you know. My pick is Finn Balor. Lashley. 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 You're right. Bobby Lashley's horrible on the mic. And his return wasn't as exciting, I don't think, as WWE thought. Leo Rush is what's going to make this match. He has brought so much to Bobby Lashley in order for Bobby Lashley to be in a position to be Intercontinental Champion. What is a heel's job to get heat from the audience. And he does. And he's aligned himself with certain other superstars. Uh, Leo Rush has made Bobby Lashley's return relevant. You're going to see a lot of high spots in this match between Leo Rush and Finn Balor because not on, on top of his mic skills and his heel persona as, as the hype man, He's good in the ring. He's a competitor on 205 Live. So I think that is why they put Leo Rush in this match because Lashley's style and Finn Balor's style is like oil and water. Right. But you also, Lilo is also, Lilo Rush has also been interfering and getting, not inter, well, I guess interfering and getting involved in Bobby Lashley's matches as of late. And I think that's why he was added to this. Because, you know, he's more and more getting involved in these matches. I think not only does Lashley win, I think Leo Rush gets the pinfall. Well, this one is one of those I would like to see Finn Balor, but this is another one of those that's unknown because, once again, this is one of those question marks for me with creative. um, What are you doing? You know, this is – I'm still just baffled by what some things creative is doing. Some things I agree, some things I don't. And this is one of those is, I don't know. What are you doing? That's the question for me. Uh, the next match is Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Nobody cares. Um, yeah, this has been going on for quite a while. Is this a, a no DQ match or is it, does it have I haven't heard, but sanction? I also heard I, something that it was supposed to be after what that happened on Raw with to adding Drew McIntyre and it was Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle and Bron- versus Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle and I believe Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman lost if I'm correct I, I don't get this match we've seen it how many times 
Now, I understand they're trying to keep Baron Corbin relevant as a heel, which, fine. I'm tired of, of... Why didn't you do a Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle feud? That's why I that said... That would have been the perfect feud coming out of the whole GM thing. Yes. You put them in a feud, but instead you kept them with Braun. Flip a coin, I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, plus, I always, I've got here, uh, Mark here in my notes is... Wild cards, Drew McIntyre and Kurt Angle, because they, after what happened on Monday on Raw, that it's a possibility that these two could be involved in this match in some form or fashion. Um, I'm a Braun guy. I'll pick Braun, but this one of those is like, okay, this will be in the top of the card. This will be somewhere, you know, buried. It won't be, you know. If you put a gun to my head and tell me I have to pick a, a winner, I say it's something happens there's no finish right and then there's and then i say you got drew mcintyre and kurt angle somehow are involved in this match if it becomes out you know some way somehow this is going to turn into some other fiasco Drew mcintyre comes out they kurt beat angle up Braun Strowman. something happens maybe there'll be a winner but it won't be just it'll there'll be something going on to make this match end it's not going to be your just your straight up no this will this will continue probably until mania this will probably be a mania thing or they'll go back and forth between Strowman and McIntyre Strowman and Corbin or some form of fashion so we're just going to move on <laughs> to the next one which has got some sizzle to it to the Smackdown tag team titles the Miz and the Mac the champions versus the Usos what do you think I clearly think they're setting up Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. I, that's where I think you got. This is the start where you can start doing that. Seeing you can break the this division, up. the cracks in the team. I I see you. I, I would like to see the put they put the belts back on the Usos, but this past week after this week's after this week, uh, it's uncertain. You may see Miz and Mac continue as champions. Uh, after Jimmy, uh, on his day off, was arrested in our neck of the woods here in Detroit, um, was uh, arrested, drunk and disorderly, drunk and door, disorderly, here in Detroit, and uh, and then was released. And then uh, WB had an official statement: "Is uh, Jonathan Fatu is responsible for his own actions?" Which Jonathan Fatu is the real name of Jimmy Uso, but. So after that, I'm like, well, there goes our thought about the bringing the the divide, the rift between Miz and Mac, and this could. The last few days, there's some rumors that's been swirling that Jimmy, Jay, and Naomi are trying to get fired. They're trying to get fired in the time frame where they can do a 90 day no compete and can still appear at double or nothing. Rusev and Lana looks like are trying to pull the same thing. They went on Lillian Garcia's podcast. Rusev didn't speak too highly of things going on in the WWE. Lana has now been seen with pink hair, which you know, if you ever watch Total Divas or Total Bellas, that things like that have to be run through Mark Carano to go to Vince because there was an incident where Lana dyed her hair purple and they made her change it back. There was incidents where Naomi put glow on the belt when she was champion and she got a stern talking to things you can't do without WWE's permission. One is 
a big change from blonde to pink. Yeah, any, any it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man. If you want to drastically change your your look, but with that being said, you can't do it. The rumors of the revival asking for their release. What oh. have they since done to the revivals? They're the Raw's tag team champions. Mike and Maria Canellis asked for their release. What's happened since then? Maria was in the Rumble. Mike Canellis is on 205 Live every week and is in a storyline where he can't win, gets frustrated, and Maria gets mad at him. And I said this, I believe, on our last episode. I said Vince is panicking right now that he's got some unhappy talent that you haven't done nothing with. Once they're released, you're not granting it because you know exactly where they're going to go and you know daggum well they're going to get a shot in an all-elite wrestling. So Vince has got to swallow his pride and be the man and say, okay, guess what, Revival? You're our new SmackDown. You're our new Raw Tag Team Champions. Mike Canales and Maria, guess what, Mike? You're going to get a big push on 205 Live. Maria, we're going to put you in the Royal Rumble match. Anybody else want What else do you anybody want? I thought going into this match, Miz and Shane would lose to start the divide, start the crack, so they can start the storyline leading up to Mania. But now after this week... It's going to be uncertain. I think with all the rumors that, oh, Jimmy and Naomi's trying to get fired. And if Jimmy gets fired, when Jay had his DUI last year, the Usos were informed. If one of you screw up, it's both of you. And supposedly on their last warning, I think they're putting the titles on the Usos. Then says, you want to be fired? You're going to be our champions. We're going to push your ass. Basically, we're going to work you to death. And then when your contract's up, oh, you can't compete for another year or 90, what is it, 90 days you can't compete? 90 days. Regardless, guess what? We're going to work you to where you can't perform in 90 days. Because I am Vincent McMahon, the man. So I run this. The Usos are going to win, which will start the divide between Miz and Shane. They'll have another match at Fastlane, and then that'll complete the split where Miz turns on him, and then they set up Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. So I'm picking the Usos. Added on the fact that the rumors of Jimmy and Naomi trying to get fired, Vince is going to be like, you're not getting fired. You're our tag champs. I was picking the Usos out of the gate. And then when this happened this week, I was like, okay, maybe not. And then now with the same rationale thinking that Vince has done with the revival and all these other superstars that's asked for the release, the Usos is my pick. All right, let's transition into the hottest breaking news. In- we forgot about oh. the Raw this is because beep, beep, the Raw beep. Women's Championship. Oh, that's right. We forgot about that one. Ronda versus Ruby. As we were talking about earlier on Monday Raw, Ronda was throwing her little hissy fit, and uh, she had her open challenge. and uh, So she fought Liv Morgan first, and then after that, she started trash talking with uh, Sarah Logan. And, you know, Sarah Logan, don't back down from nobody. And she jumps in the ring, and she actually, to me, Worked Ronda over pretty good, and then uh, Ronda got her in the 
in her submission move. And then uh, Ruby steps up to the apron and was going to go in the ring with Ronda. And Ronda was baiting her in there. And Ruby steps down. And to me, that showed a lot of poise and a lot of uh, leadership. Uh, leadership as in could be a leader of this division. And uh, so she backs off. And then they had an interview with uh, Carly backstage and uh said that we're a unit and uh i'm not choosing to fight her right now i will take take care of her at a later time well the later time is at the elimination chamber and i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to put in everyone's mind the WWE universe that hey ruby can be a main event player she's very talented in the ring she's good on the mic um, she's proved herself to have that be kind of the the leader of the pack of the riot squad, even though they like to say there's no leader, we're all equals. I think this match is not to put Ronda over. I think this match is to actually elevate Ruby. Yes. And the fact that you are not having Asuka on this card goes into my belief of they're unifying the titles and Asuka will not be having the title after Fastlane. So you got to have a match. I think it ends pretty quickly. I think the Riot Squad interferes. I think uh, Ronda wins by disqualification. Uh, either the Riot Squad interferes, Charlotte, Becky might interfere, come out and interfere. I, I don't see this going to a point where you have the chance of injuring Ronda Rousey. No, and I could probably could see this this continuing on to Fastlane as well, that Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey at Fastlane. Well, I say Fastlane, you keep Ronda off the car to keep her healthy for that triple threat match. You can't afford to have those girls going in to a match and jeopardizing their spot in that main event. I think the only one you're going to see wrestling is Becky Lynch. And that's because she can go in there after wrestling as long as Asuka don't break her nose. And Asuka's such a liability in the ring sometimes. No, I, I think Asuka is the professional that she can go in the ring and her and Becky can have work a good match. And uh, Becky that match can come in Royal out. Rumble was not that good. Now, see, I beg to differ. I thought the match at Rumble was really good. Now I see why they Just the had, outcome was a little shocking. Well, her tapping, this is the re, this is then can be the response of not only will I beat Asuka, I'll make her tap out. Yeah. I yeah, I agree with that. But I think Asuka's the one to put in the ring with Becky at Fastlane to protect Becky and also to bring that title back into the main event of WrestleMania to unify it. My prediction of unifying the titles. Because why wouldn't Asuka be the one to defend the title on this card, not Ronda Rousey? Because you threw Ronda and Ruby together the Monday before Elimination Chamber. There was no buildup for Ronda and Ruby. Well, as we discussed last show, what we had two matches already locked down for Elimination Chamber. You put the rest of this card together within the w- a week. Yeah, this card is not is not too not too i i this see. actually pay-per-view is kind of weak i mean really i mean you got one good thing coming out of it you're gonna have a women's tag team champions coming out of this and you're gonna have the continuing saga of the daniel bryan uh environmental show um and that's it but i think another big piece of this is propelling ruby riot 
in the women's division where her status is, I think that is, like I said, more than putting Ronda over is putting in everybody's mind that Ruby can main event. Yes, I agree. Well, now that we've said that, enough is that let's talk about the hottest thing in independent wrestling right now, and that is All Elite Wrestling. Dan's got the latest breaking news. We had some late breaking news last episode. Now we got some new ones. It seems like lately that's all Cody Rose and the Bucks are doing with All Elite. They're just going crazy and having the biggest, biggest buzz ever. Dan, let's talk about what is the latest with All Elite Wrestling. Well, the latest of all elite wrestling is, according to reports, it's sold out in four minutes. When is that pay-per-view again? May 25th, Memorial Day weekend. In Las Vegas, Nevada? At the Garden Arena at MGM, and it will coincide with StarCast 2, which coincided with All In back in September. So, Double or Nothing sold out in four minutes. They sold, or they had about... From what I was reading, over 40,000 pre-sale ticket applications. Obviously, with a 12,000-seat arena, that wasn't going to happen. So only a very low percentage of the people who signed up for pre-sale actually got pre-sale. That went on sale Monday at noon, Um Vegas time, three o'clock Eastern time, and that sold the pre the pre ones were obviously sold before before right, it started. Right. When the general seats went on sale Wednesday at noon, it sold out in four minutes. Wow! So the card is see. I'm is, so excited. I just want they need to strap it up and get it done right now. I can't wait till May. All Elite Wrestling needs to happen soon. Oh, I agree. Um, They'll throw something together around WrestleMania. Well, really make Vince crap his pants. That I, that I understand what you're trying to say, but come to I, Detroit. I think Ring of Cody Honor Rose, and come New to Japan's Detroit. taking care of that WrestleMania weekend when they're at the come ground. to Detroit, Cody. Come to Detroit. So, in addition to it selling out in four minutes, there has been a leak of the plans for the pay per views this summer, and the one pay per view. Let me find it. I believe it was scheduled for the rumored is July, which is going to be the Jacksonville show. See if I can pull that up here. Yeah, the Jacksonville show. Tony Khan was on Talk as Jericho this week. Remind people who's Tony Khan again. Tony Khan is the president and co-owner of All Elite Wrestling. I believe his title actually is. Let's see if I can. He's the son of Shad Khan, who's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His official title. All Elite Wrestling. His official uh, official title is president. Let me... CEO? His official title, Tony Khan, is president and, and CEO Bam. of All Elite Wrestling. So he was on Talk as Jericho this week, and he said that the Jacksonville show, which is going to be a charity show for gun violence victims going to charities that handle gun violence, it will be called Fallen... Fighting for the Fallen. Fighting for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. There you go. Is what it will be called. So the Jacksonville show, which is scheduled to take place allegedly in July, will be Fight for the Fallen. That's going to be a fundraiser for uh, charities of victims of gun violence. So they're definitely trying to do good things in AEW. They've definitely made a point of 
They're going out and getting the best wrestlers out there. It doesn't matter your sex, orientation, creed, anything. They're going out and getting the best, putting it together. Tony Khan also said that TV deal is basically done. It's going to be holding off on announcement till later on, but it looks like the TV deal will be announced at a later date. They did trademark back when All Elite Wrestling was doing their trademarks, Tuesday Night Dynamite. So we're expecting... So we're expecting the show to be, weekly show to be Tuesday Night Dynamite starting in October. So in September this year, they're supposed to be doing All Out, which is All In's sequel, All Out. Rumor is it'll be back at the Sears Center in Chicago. And that pay-per-view is going to set up the storylines going into television. What I like about All Elite Wrestling is they have a unique way of they can... They're not putting on a show to May. But being the elite that comes out on Mondays, the Young Bucks YouTube channel, and Cody Rhodes' Road to Double or Nothing YouTube show... They're carrying on storylines. MJF is tearing it up on being the elite. They're setting something up big for MJF. He's being dubbed the salt of the earth. Dubbed by Cody Rhodes. This man is the salt of the earth. Basically, in front of everybody else, when he's in front of Cody, he's chummy. He loves everybody. As soon as Cody leaves, he's flipping the bird to everybody, telling them that he's better than all of them. This includes the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, whoever. But their ability to tell a story on those two YouTube shows is going to help definitely carry the storylines because I believe they will they will interweave that into their television with that. As of right now, the confirmed card, which was confirmed on the newest episode of Road to Double or Nothing, which comes out on Thursdays, is Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Adam Page versus Pac. SCU will take on Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, SEMA, and two of their top stars, which they haven't been announced yet. Which two they'll be. I think they won't announce them. I think they might wait to closer to time. That would make sense to me. The women's match is intriguing to me. There's no Brandy Rhodes. It's Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. And Cody made a point to say that on the road of Double or Nothing. He said, why aren't you in that match? And her statement was, my job right now is to make the women's division the best women's division in the world. So there's still one woman that's on the roster who isn't in a match, which is Penelope Ford. If the rumors are true that Usos are trying to get fired right in time to where they would be able to be on double or nothing. Yeah, if they would get fired, 90 days would put it right there. A Naomi-Penelope Ford match would be amazing. Double or nothing. Don't know, but it would be amazing. Well, as you know, we will keep you up to date on these ongoing sagas. That is the unhappy talent in the WWE. So, then there's the unofficial match hasn't been officially announced yet. Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. It's been pretty much announced, but there hasn't been an official release on Twitter 
or social media or anywhere saying, oh, Young Bucks, Lucha. I think they're going to make that the main event of Double or Nothing. I think that will go on last because we've already seen Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho in Japan. We've never seen mm. Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers. No, Uh, Nobody has. Nobody has. This is uncharted waters for both of these tag teams. And the last little bit of information on All Elite Wrestling is this is where Cody and the Bucks are great at giving you just enough information to suck you in I'm and put you on the edge of your seat. I want it now. Different episodes of Road to Double or Nothing, there's been someone calling Cody Rhodes. The AEW coordinator who coordinates talent comes in and says, Hey, Cody, so-and-so's on the phone for you. They not only bleep out what he says, but they put an AEW logo over his mouth so you can't read his lips. Christopher Daniels looks at Cody and says, that sounds personal. Cody says it is personal. The coordinator says, are you going to call him back? He said, I'll call him back when I'm ready. I'm not ready right now. This is personal. I'll call him back when I feel like I'm ready. So on the road to double or nothing, the most recent show, Cody brings home the headshots of the scheduled matches. And that's when he, they announced Basically, Brandy's not going to be in it. She's building the division. And then it comes to Cody Rhodes' his, his, his headshots. Cody Rhodes' opponent was bleeped out, blurred out. You couldn't see a face, couldn't see a name. And Brandy's response was, is this a joke? Are you effing serious? Are is, you serious? Is that a good or a bad thing? So <laughs> they are. And Cody looked at her with a grin on his face and said, oh, yeah. So I think that is going to be – I don't know if they'll even announce that until the person comes out. I think Cody will have his big entrance to Wouldn't the ring. be surprised. Big entrance for Cody Rose and then the mystery – Cody will have his big entrance. The mystery opponent. There's been rumors of Batista. There's now a rumor flying around because Undertaker's appearing at StarCast. And he's – His uh, first non-WWE-affiliated wrestling appearance since he's been with the company. Oh, it's Undertaker. I don't see Undertaker pissing Vince off 25 years to have a one-off match with Cody Rhodes. No, and Undertaker has been used and abused by Vince, and Undertaker, I think, has been his last final match in a wrestling ring. People say, oh, he said it's personal. And I love The Undertaker, but he's he's, he's done. (laughs) People say, oh, the personal comment, it's Ted DiBiase Jr. That That was Cody's buddy. Ted DiBiase Jr. is so far removed from wrestling, I don't see them being able to put him in a main event to caliber no, match no. with Cody Rhodes at a major event and have it look good. Yeah, no. I don't think it's Ted DiBiase Jr. I don't know. Uh, it's Like I said, it's going to be comes down to... If you take the personal comment and it's something that's personal inside the ring and Cody's tenure in WWE... The only person it can know. be is Randy Orton. But I know they say his contract's coming up. It's That's been An- rumored. That's another guy. Is he going to piss Vince off to go to a one-off with Cody Rhodes it's and Randy miss Orton. out on the WWE Hall I, of Fame? I would. Randy Orton has Vince done that. Is the, Randy would be the guy to do that because Randy, Randy would be care. Randy Orton would be the guy to say, screw you, Vince. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. The only I've always done with, what I've wanted to the do. The only problem with that 
is you bring Cody to the ring, you hit the music for the next... You can't do I hear voices in your head. No one's going to know who this person is until you flash his name upon the screen. That's all you're going to do. If it's a name like Randy Orton, that's enough said, and he comes strolling out in his smug the way Randy Orton is. They don't have a deal with you know New Japan to exchange talent. The only one he really had a personal vendetta against was Juice Robinson. It can't be Juice Robinson. They just had their last match at uh, I think we're gonna until we get more clues, I think Cody's gonna develop more clues as we go along. Um the way things are looking, he might yeah, I think clues on who it is. We'll just have to keep keeping you up to date. With on these, all the, the clues. clues leading up to the announcement of all elite wrestling, I think Cody and the Bucks will continue to do that on being the elite and road to double or nothing. I think we won't know Cody's opponent. There's a good chance until he walks down that ring. Uh, that's, that's the, to me, that's the best scenario you can do. I think that best there's scenario. probably p- several options, two that's or three options. The best thing. That's the They're best trying thing. to work out the best deal on what they can do. I mean, your big guys are already, are already set up. Exactly. Not Jericho, not Omega. You don't want those guys fighting Cody out of the gate. No, no, no. I no. think the, the person scenario. Cody fights will be probably a one-off. He'll probably wrestle at double or nothing, and that's the last you'll see of him. I think he'll sign a one-appearance deal, if I'm guessing the way they're building this. Um, that's going to be to be determined. It's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. To it's be continued. Be come right down to the end. And that's the, to me, the best, the best scenario. Cody Rose enters the ring, stands there. And then boom. Whether it's Batista, whether it's Randy Orton, whether or it's whoever Gold it is. Dust. Because <laughs> Dustin has the trademark to Gold Dust now. When he left WWE but the they, first time, he got know. the trademark to Gold Dust. So since he's been back in WWE, and now he's supposedly out of contract. Yeah, he's not even on a Legends deal anymore. That has been... He's still listed on the website as 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 a as a Ross person, but if you follow Dustin Rhodes' social media page, he has a Gold Dust Pro Wrestling Tees merchandise site. You can't sell merchandise unless you don't have the that is wrestling related. If you're in the WWE outside exactly. of the WWE shop, right? So Could it who be knows? Dustin Rhodes? Uh, I don't see that myself. I don't see that. I think it's somebody. Well, I'm throwing out all the possibilities. We yeah, don't know. I mean, we don't know. Like I said, it's the best scenario. Best scenario is double or nothing. Cody comes to the ring, stands in the ring, and then boom, the music, the graphics on the screen, and here they come. One thing I do want to mention before we wrap this up, this is kind of wrestling related, kind of not. Congrats to Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger won his Bellator debut in pretty convincing fashion. Oh, that's right. I heard he's an MMA fighter. Uh, Jack Hager came out. R-Truth wrapped him to the ring in his Bellator (laughs) debut. Really? R-Truth, huh? And he had a pretty easy time in that match, in that fight, to go 1-0 in the Bellator. So Jack Hager, or Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, Congratulations on your Bellator debut. Yeah. Going one and oh. Congrats. His next fight they're looking at is about May. And then he said he's gonna do the summer months through the independence. 
So he's going to do both, Bellator and the Independent. So Hey, more power to you. But congratulations, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, on your debut victory in Bellator MMA. Well, we're going to wrap. We're going to start uh, next week, next episode. We're going to we'll break it down, the Elimination Chamber, and the week following the Elimination Chamber, and then the continued road to WrestleMania for the WWE. Uh, and then, our, of course, the next pay-per-view after Elimination Chamber is Fastlane, live from the Q, the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. So, you know, Miz will probably have a big match at some point there in the Fastlane in his hometown. Um, we'll preview that. And, of course, we're going to keep you hot and heavy, up to date on the biggest, latest breaking news in all elite wrestling. Because I'm sure Cody will... Uh, have something new this week as he's done every week i think they'll drop little nuggets every week yes and we'll keep you up to date with these little nuggets and then we'll also keep you as i'm deeming the the saga the drama of the tales of the turnbuckle of the unhappy wwe talent that wants out of (laughs) that wants out of their contract so they can all go to all elite wrestling so vince can crap his pants It's time, Shane, Stephanie, and Paul. It's time to take over the WWE. Vince did it to daddy. It's time for you to take it from Vince. The WWE Universe wants it. We need it. It's time. Where can we be social media? We've got a hot new Facebook page, the Brothers of the D Facebook page. And where else? Can you get us? Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brothers of the D1, at Brothers of the D, the number one. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Dan Brewer on Twitter. And what are our platforms? Platforms. For podcasts? Uh, we definitely are on Spotify now, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Breaker. We're on Radio Public. Radio Public. We're on Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. And of course, we have a page on Anchor. And there will be many, many more as we keep uh, bringing these episodes to you. There'll be more platforms you can reach us on. You can get all the details on our Facebook page, our Twitters, Instagrams. Email us. Did you hit that email address? Brothers at the D at gmail.com. Hit us up with D, anything you want. You got a question, comment. You got a subject you want us to talk about. We we're we're covering everything right now. We just we're covering what's hot and heavy in the WWE. Of course, all the late breaking hot news out of all elite wrestling. And if you want to talk old school, we are old school aficionados. We will talk old school wrestling with you. We'll talk old old school WWF. We'll talk old school WCW. We'll talk old school NWA because we were so inversed. As young children, young whippersnappers with old school wrestling, we were engulfed in it. Still are. I still love those turn on the old. Sometimes I'll head on the YouTube channels and we'll get on the old school NWA Saturday night's WCW World Championship Wrestling live from the studios at CNN Towers. Watching all the greats, Ric Flair, Dusty Rose going at it every week. Magnum TA, Road Warriors, the list goes on and on and on and on. Uh... We'll talk it all about it. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about. 
old school wrestling. We do need to get some old school. Maybe maybe we'll eh, that might be a good thing next week. We might scoot some old school. We'll do some old school talk maybe. Let's get some old school. We know some old school fans out there wants to hear some old school wrestling talk. We could talk about that. So I'm Ben Brewer. I'm the Dan Brewer. And we are the Brothers of the D. And this is, we'll see you next week on the next episode of The Gimmick Table.